0: G'day. Welcome to Lunch Money, your uh, online and social media home for workouts, uh, capital raising and special situations professionals. Uh, And we have uh, a very special guest today is a capital raising professional, uh, Andy Wei from Semper Capital. G'day, Andy.
1: Hello. and Thanks for having
0: me, Nick. You're very, very welcome. Uh, We did do this about a month ago, but we had technical errors. And whilst we had a great time uh, at the Chinese restaurant Mm -hmm. we were at with a wonderful live audience... Uh it wasn't much. Nobody fun. could hear us. Nobody could hear us. <laughs> so that might have been a good thing, might have been a bad thing. We don't know, but we're gonna give it a go again. Now now we are in the uh the, the boardroom of uh Tax Assure, who are our uh, venue sponsors um today. If you want to be a venue sponsor, then all you have to do is uh put on a plate of singers and give us your boardroom. Uh we'd love to turn the camera the other way because it's beautiful Sydney Harbor out there, mm-hmm. but uh very
1: distracting. We can't do
0: exactly well, it's distracting for us, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, technical issues. So Andy. I, it, these days, people talk about functional fitness, right? Mm. You don't just go to the gym and do bar curls anymore. Mm. It's functional fitness. You, it's, it's, it's fitness that's fit for everyday life so you can carry stuff around, sit up and stand up, all that sort of stuff. So I've called today's podcast Functional Economics um, because this is going to be economics- that you can take home and you, you can use it every day to mm-hmm. help you mm-hmm. help you uh, uh we're not economists of course but we are fund managers uh mm-hmm. we lend a small business and so we actually um we actually put economics into action you yeah, uh, know we're certainly
1: at the coalface and we see how it affects everyday people exactly and every everyday businesses and i think that's very often different than the way the government looks at it
0: now uh so you're you are technically a fund manager and you're running a mortgage fund and you're lending into commercial situations that's it uh, you're not a bank so a little bit like us or a lot like us, I suppose. You, you're, uh, you, you, you know, Obviously, if people, I've always said, if you want bank funding, go to a bank. A bank. Mm-hmm. If you want bank pricing, go to a bank. But if you need something done outside the box, then you talk to someone like myself or someone like you if it's if it's property related. Of course, you might talk to our friends Tax Assure if there's mm-hmm. tax debt related. And a lot of uh, stuff that we see is credit impaired because of the tax debt.
1: Yeah, a lot of our clients are transitioning to the bank. They might have Sort of COVID overhang tax debt,
0: yeah.
1: or partnership arguments and issues, and the banks obviously don't want to touch them during that period, so they transition through us. Um, usually, we're, our, our, our hotspots between two and ten mil, uh, which is where we actively play. So,
0: between on that, about two and ten. Two mil, and ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a nice.
1: It's nice. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. It, you get into the competitive space, you run out of steam with most lenders at five. Yeah. So,
0: so. Yeah, that, it's interesting you say that because I find that, yeah, we try not to do terribly much under one mm. because there is just a swarm of these new yeah, lenders right. under one. And we'll get to yeah. that about, about, about all of that. Look, we, uh, we're going to run through uh, the RBA's latest uh, latest chart pack, actually, mm-hmm. is what we're going to run through. Um, so uh, the RBA publishes uh, a bunch of charts. They call it the Chart Pack, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do that every month. It came out last week, so these numbers uh, are very fresh.
1: Yeah, let's, uh, um,
0: let's have a look. Let's, let's take a look.
1: Really, if you look at the the mean point, our GDP growth is not too bad. We got a bit of a blip in the last quarter, but you know, there's no signs there in, a, in GDP growth uh, Australia at this point that we're headed for recession we might follow. Um, And and I certainly think if you look at the US graphs and the UK graphs, they're much more advanced in terms of their downturn economic growth. But we've seen that COVID modulation, but the mean GDP growth is still there. As an exporter of raw minerals and with an active Chinese market still, um, we're doing okay compared to others.
0: Um, So, yeah, look, what what I've found interesting is that uh, the, you know, look, we might get to it, but the unemployment data i mean the unemployment's mm. record low yeah so so that's consistent with steady gdp yeah. but every time you turn the tv on you know the, the the treasurer is talking about the economy you know headwinds ahead well the,
1: the signals are there in the larger economies too uh, and i think we you know we also have a fairly good intelligence arm that keeps an eye to china and it's a closed economy it's a managed economy it has a peg the un pegs low uh it's artificially low uh, that's creating some problems in its own domestic economy when you look at the housing market there a lot of the housing debt about 36 billion is tied to us dono- denominated bonds right if the un staying that low the cost of servicing those bonds has already doubled yeah right so there's the, the housing market in china is seriously in trouble um and if the economy there slows it doesn't have to go into recession for it to affect the rest of the world they want to keep a five to eight percent growth they're down very much below that at the moment
0: you know we don't we don't hear a lot of that uh, a lot of that about china at the moment because it's drowned right. out by you know, news out of europe listen let's mm. just have a look at so we've talked about gdp let's just have a look at the components of gdp
1: um we're still we've still got relatively low interest rates here uh, you know, yes, we've seen a bounce, but we—it's not—it's nowhere near the normalisation of you know the three uh, percent growth in GDP, and they want at least uh, two points above that for for deposit income. So five percent would be the normal cash rate. We're still at two point six, so we're still we're still some way to go.
0: Okay, um, now our next slide is just uh, the figures on household consumption.
1: We've still got a long way to go in terms of, you, you might have a look at the bank losses in a, in a moment, and you'll see that they're very, very low, and that's because people are still sitting on some significant equity in their properties, uh, that the bite hasn't quite hit on the late buyers into the market. Um, but I expect that as interest rates continue to creep up, the, the areas that have increased have seen the largest density of development and the latest movement of uh, cycle of 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 home own- owners will come under some pressure yeah
0: you know? yeah i mean uh, i still can't help but feel that there is some uh, you know that, that there's just a lot of that cash from covert is washing still, over still hiding is. some yeah, under, yeah, under, yeah. underlying issues but yeah. but you know you can't deny the numbers so no, um, okay, well, look, uh, and then look, we get into uh, and next slide is consumer price inflation. Which are yeah. you believing these numbers? No, not really. Do you think you it's know, the, only six percent?
1: The, the, the way it's calculated has changed so many times, it's hard to keep up with it. It's a bit like the unemployment numbers, they've been politically manipulated hmm. for benefit. Uh, certainly, the feeling I think in the out on the streets is that. Prices CPI uh, is is far higher than six percent, you know, month on month.
0: Well, I will tell you what, I just picked up a new car today. It was mm. just a Mazda, nothing to to, to to brag about. But the interest rate that my broker managed to get on that mm. was was in the four percent, which is remarkable. Yeah, but, but then... inflation's at six percent. Yeah. So 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 my car, it, it, like I. I'm getting it at a negative interest rate of 2%.
1: It's crazy. And this, you get back to the risk-return curve, right? And it, Mazda's pricing probably out of a facility Nomura somewhere from Japan where interest rates are much lower. Well, no, lower. this is this local. You... This is a domestic lend. But I don't know if the finance is domestic. Is yeah, it? right. Well, You don't know, you don't know, you know how their the capital stack through. might be yeah, made yeah, up yeah, of yeah, over, yeah. overseas uh, capital,
0: but that's incredible. Well, the other weird thing is that I've I picked up the car... For at least a couple of grand cheaper than what you could buy a used one from a couple of years ago, and as one friend of mine said, I should sell it and order another yeah, one. But uh, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, but Car what's interesting? Futures. Exactly. So we, we see that inflation's up, and of course that's got to impact interest rates. Like to me, yeah. that's the that's the uh, early signs of where interest rates interest rates cannot be below six percent. Uh, for for home loans, for argument's yes. sake, if if inflation six yes. percent, it's a negative interest rate. Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. And and I think the other thing about employment is, we've got a lot of enthused small businesses trying to get into the market after COVID again, get reinvigorated. Yeah, um, a lot of zombie businesses that are going to trip over at some point. Yeah, you know we are seeing from our side a lot of um, applicants that are going through business restructure. We've had two in the last month that were. Uh, loans securing its property to clear tax debt significant tax debt yep. but also to buy out partners so people are having a bit of a rethink you know yeah, yeah yeah um you you can't change bank with the with the tax debt so it comes through us but the partnership change i think people have are starting to re evaluate their
0: their
1: their business friendships as well as their other Well, it's very interesting it?
0: yeah we 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 settled one uh, last week where mm. where there was yeah someone buying somebody Something out, out. But, but you know they're, they're buying them out because uh it's a long story but the business was underperforming yeah. because of the other party. Yeah. And so of course because it's underperforming it's got you know it's it's not bankable. Yeah. Right? Well, but 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 with the with but the buyout will be very successful. So Yeah, well, uh,
1: I ran into uh some guys um, from you know the, the the receiverships and administration businesses who say that the business is starting to pick up. Yeah, right. right. So I that know. means yeah. banks and the ATO are starting to pursue Debts or to we'll, close down businesses. Well,
0: look at this. We've got inflation up and consu- uh, consumer a bit, a bit, a bit. confidence down. Yeah, where, where do we go? Consumer confidence down. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah, never, yeah.
1: never. And that's that. I mean, that's 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 a continuous trend there. I mean, got a bit of a spike that accounts for, you know, the recovery from COVID. But look, it's no better than it was before we went into COVID. It's actually. Fairly depressing when you take out that sort of blip that was provided by the comfort of the, um, of, of government's, government support. Okay,
0: so, so, so we're seeing price inflation, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's oil and gas. Everyone's talking about gas at the moment, and uh, luckily, we're going into summer, and we don't need our gas. We do need our electricity to keep us cool, yeah. but uh, we'll see what happens there. But, but, but the next slide now is house prices.
1: I think there's been a lot of wet weather, there's been a okay. lot of delays, yeah. uh, getting, getting just uh, wood in for roof trusses, for example, a lot of supply chain interruptions that are really bitten in to uh, late developments and uh, possibly more to do with that. I still think we've got a housing undersupply. If we start taking 200,000 people a year back in uh, through migration, then then you know, there's a good chance the, the housing market will hold up.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you talk about the the wet weather. I mean, uh, and then there was obviously the COVID thing as yeah. well. You know, I, I, I've got a client that we actually settled yesterday, I'm pleased to say. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of in the infrastructure game. Mm. Um, and, you know, they'd be on a road site. Yeah. And if and, and you need the paddle pop people, right, for oh and Yeah. And if, if, the, if, the, if COVID had swept through the paddle pop people and they couldn't turn up, well, then mm. the site's closed. Yes. And then they had all the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's no doubt that there's been uh, comp- compounding issues there. Um, okay, so certainly no
1: pressure from banks to uh, to look at. You know they're very very well securitized, well spread asset classes across the board are well picked up by the institutions. So the, I think fundamentally the, the the residential mortgage market is strong um, right. and residential property strong. We're seeing also a, a quite. Strong uplift in uh, industrial and commercial hubs um, because we're we're trying to bring supply chain back into the domestic realm, right? So we're distributing our own commodities rather than um, buying in from overseas, which is helping that area. I, I don't have any particular fear about the housing market yet.
0: Okay, you don't have a fear about the housing market, not
1: yet. No, okay. no, and and I think. We'll need to reevaluate by the middle of next year mm. because if interest rates cre- keep creeping up We're going to see some of the late buyers in the market um, Suffering and they'll start to dispose of assets and then it will become competitive a competitive down environment. Let,
0: let's have a look at uh, Let's have a look at this next slide
1: You've got the blue which of course is right bonds. that That's is right.
0: domestic bond. So so basically, it, you know everything's nice and then all of a sudden COVID comes along And the market is flooded with money printing, really. Okay, people, it's it's deficit spending and money printing.
1: Which is costing the government a whole lot more because interest rates are going up. Let's not forget that.
0: All right. Now, I do want to see what uh, we've got a comment here from Adam Lyle. He's punched it. The Treasurer has already come and said that we can't afford the plan tax cuts Mm -hmm. with inflation now at levels... Uh, the economy not yet slowing significantly. Surely we should be planning for tax increases within the next one to three years, given the extraordinary federal debt levels, which does not need to be, uh, which which does need to be paid. Well, well, yeah. I would I would take issue with you there, uh, Adam, because the trouble is that, you know, the tax. If they don't have the tax cuts, it's are sucking money out of the economy. Yeah. it's a political question, really. Yeah. Um, it's a balance
1: because if you increase the taxes, then of course you decrease the money in circulation, um, and money needs to be in private hands really to grow an economy and keep yeah. the economy af- afloat. But it's going to cost more to keep supporting these bond issuances.
0: Well, let's 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 let look. I mean, my, my comment to Adam uh, generally you want to drive productivity.
1: I might just say the best benefit is is in driving productivity. Yeah, yeah, uh, rather yeah. than the increasing taxes but if you can't drive productivity you've got a problem well,
0: well, well the point that adam you know well, well, well the, the, i guess the underlying issue behind adam's point is governments have got themselves into this horrible mm. mess right that you can see here with with all you know the rba balance sheet is is chock-a-block full of domestic bonds So those domestic mm. bonds is government debt so the mm. rba has gone and, and purchased all these government bonds which is how money is created yeah. right and you know, but we've got, you know, we've got inflation, so they want to bring in, you know, the debt's a problem because as interest rates go up, they've got a service of debt, you've got inflation, all the levers have been taken out. Now let's see what this has done for um, uh, for the UK. Now let's see if I can if I can manage to uh, to get this little video to play. What's going on? Walking into a storm. The Chancellor arriving in Washington today for meetings at the International Monetary Fund. What happens
1: after Friday when the Bank of England stopped buying bonds? What's a matter for the Governor?
0: It's a matter for the Governor. But the Governor of the Bank of England says it's now up to investors to get their houses in order. So, okay. so talk us through your understanding yeah, of the situation. Yeah, okay.
1: So, this is, these are unfunded. Tax cuts that the uh, UK government has sought to stimulate the economy, so giving those at the top end of the tax bracket uh, greater liquidity to invest in businesses is their idea, um, but it's unfunded, which means they're going to have to borrow that money from the markets. Uh, the, the, that has caused the pound, the, the bottom to fall out of the pound. It's, it's, it's pushed up the cost of borrowing for the British government. These are unfunded tax cuts. So they're reliant on the secondary market, the purchase of these government bonds by the institutions. And the institutions are saying, look, hang on, you're not, you're not such a, a, a you, you may lose your, your rating. The, we these bonds may not have the same sort of attraction to us that they once had they're not as secure as they were so the the, the Bank of England says well we're, we're not going to buy them back we can't keep buying but, them but back. the thing
0: is that th- this is massive right so yeah. so as you say it's like if you go to the market and you buy fresh apples, you know, mm. and they're delicious and crunchy, but eventually all of these bad apples are finding their way to the market. Yeah. And so yeah. and so the price keeps coming down, 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 and, and 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 I guess you know what what's happening is that as you say that the the market in the UK is being fed these gilts as they're called. Yeah. But the problem there is that the pension funds or, you know, the superannuation funds, because interest rates are so low, the only way they're able to make returns to, you know, to pay the retirees, mm. people, like when you and I in 30 years' time, we retire. And well, they're not going to buy the... Yeah. But, but, but what's happening is the only way they can get a good return is with leverage, right? So they so, But But now... The pension funds are getting margin calls. Yeah, but... The- <laughs> and the Bank of England saying... Well, I'm sorry, the, the Treasurer, yeah. the Chancellor this, check whatever what he was called, is saying, well, yeah, get your house in order by Friday. Yeah, yeah, well, but also,
1: they'd rather buy seasoned debt, right, which is, is uh, inverted now. So they're trading... The face value of those bonds is trading down, but the yields are up. Therefore, they're getting a higher rate of return on the seasoned debt than they are on the new issuances. So... Uh, Look it's a, it's it's a, it's a shocking situation. Well and but the thing is we had lunatics. we had
0: Lehman's
1: yeah. right was a big deal.
0: Yeah. Well, these UK pension funds yeah. that kind of sounds like a big deal to me too.
1: Yeah. You're dealing with the people's current and future money. It's a, it's a dire situation for the UK, it
0: really is. Well well um everyone's chasing yield, right? Everyone's chasing yield. So it's not enough to have money in the bank anymore. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, you and I've been doing this for over ten. Greed years. is over.
1: Yeah, greed has overtaken fear.
0: Well, greed and is okay. A, I mean, I, I'm go with that, uh, Gordon Gecko. It te- creates temperate. markets. right? Yeah,
1: you temper it a bit though, because right. exactly, th- there's 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 no rationality for the risk pricing in some of the markets. Well, well, I've got a
0: little graph here, which is the the risk return. Yes, but where where really rates to reflect risk need to be higher um
1: yeah that's right it, in fact we're just re- we're just releasing an investment product which is sliced by lvr so it does exactly that the, those that want more asset coverage will get a lower rate but they, they're well covered But those that want to uh, take the higher positions will get overpriced risk right yeah, so
0: yeah
1: and and that that that's a good way to reflect i think um how the market should perform. But at the moment, you've got in the market, people paying too much interest and investors getting too little interest and neither know which is which. Mm. You know, we've still got cheap money in the market, um, but we've got some uh, some inherent risks that are entering. We're, we're entering a certain, a very, very uncertain period globally. Uh, here, we're, we're a little bit cut off from it, but what's happening in Europe is is dire. You know um ukraine and food supply food, food security has never been weaker mm. but uh you know we, we've got some agricultural loans in the market and right. we've got people making money hand over fist now because they've got rain yeah they've got and um, the cattle beef beef prices are up mm-hmm. sorghum wheat is selling well you know wheat Would prices just are trying, okay so
0: just talk about because it's not not uh a lot of lenders won't touch agri for yeah. all sorts of reasons. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's, it's uh, regulated in terms of getting your money back and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But uh, are there certain agri sectors that you like and that you see? You know, in the context of the broader economy, I guess we're talking about you know obviously supply chains for food are disrupted yeah. with what's going on in Europe. Yeah. So so what are you seeing and what what do you like? Like I say
1: wheat, beef. Top of the top of the order at the moment, and uh, we have got two fantastic. Well, actually, three great wheat-growing areas: got WA, South Australia, New South Wales. You know, uh, beef all over um, the country. Frankly, uh, because it moves it to fattening stations, even if it's come from the bush. Mm. Um, And we don't see beef prices or wheat prices coming down in the short term. And most of our borrowers are transitioning, as I said, to a to a larger institution, and for one reason or another, coming through us. But yes, agri is quite strong what you don't want to be lending against is the margin operators. So somebody that has an orchard of lemons that ordinarily can't sell to Woolies because they're not good enough quality. Right. But all of a sudden supply chain issues are, are of a concern. So their second grade lemons are getting sold. But yeah. Of course, that's not going to be the case forever. So you've got to look at the longevity of the market you're dealing in. But we are fortunate to have the Costa family as our, our majority owners and yeah. they understand Agri. Uh, we they have fruit. Uh, they know fruit. They certainly do. Yeah. And. Uh, so we, we do take advantage of the, the knowledge we have in that particular space. Yep. And uh, why are these agri-deals crossing your desk? You know, it's interesting. Uh, we, we're just looking at one at the moment, a fantastic profitable farmer whose bank facility has been misunderstood. He's lost his manager. He's now being he's south of Tamworth. He's being managed out of Brisbane. Beef. Uh, beef and wheat and chickpeas and barley for winter mm. and uh, the facility was supposed to be rolled into a longer term facility. And instead, the bank said, Well, you asked that extra million we gave you back now. Why don't you sell some cows? You said that they're calves. Right. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, right. so it's the lack of understanding in the banks about them. They don't understand the bush. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that did understand the bush have gone. Right. And s- decentralization, uh, or, and it hasn't occurred. So you've now got um, these. You've got 25-year-old bankers with concerns for their bonuses, with increased risk weighting being applied to agriculture at a time when agriculture in Australia is booming, and where land prices have tripled. Well, the thing
0: is, though, a lot of agriculture has been corporatized to the extent. What, what I mean is, is, there's there's big investment in agriculture. Yeah, it's right? huge. I mean, you know, some yeah. of the wealthiest people in Australia, literally, you know, mm. um, uh, are invested in agriculture. So you've got. So you, I, I, you know, you've got the corporate ag. Yeah, I guess that are doing the, the big dollars. Yeah, uh, and then I guess you've got you know the sorts of the smaller the smaller mm-hmm. guys are being overlooked to some extent aren't to, they? to to a
1: large degree. And they're and and they're 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 very very strong businesses. One of the things that that doesn't happen here and does happen in the US is the corporatization of the land, because land values go up. Um, yeah, you know, particularly in times where you've got poor food security. Uh, there's no transition for the younger farmers coming through. They can't buy the land, so they lease it from leasing corporations. Right. There's room for that to grow here in Australia because land prices have, as I said, tripled. Whereas you know, 20 years ago you might pay a thousand dollars for per acre for productive land um, in the Riverina, for example, you're now paying six. In 20 years six times the youth coming in can't afford that so we will see a corporatization of land banking for agricultural use that trans- transition is inevitable
0: right, um, right
1: right and hopefully institutions then will become the owners of that and investors in it and allow farming here to thrive but it's not been treated well recently
0: right okay um Okay, and, and what about, uh, well, uh, well, let's just finish off our slides, and I, then I've got mm. some more questions for you. So yeah. this, this one is lending rates. Um, so, we, uh, you know, lending rates came down, but lending rates are going back up again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so, so there's no doubt about that. Well, people with fixed home loans, et cetera, but even, even equipment finance, you know, my equipment finance brokers are saying that, you know, some borrowers are, are hesitating at higher rates.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of rate shock. Um, because, you know, some of the better borrowers are suddenly faced with, if they're taking advantage of opportunity, they don't understand. And we've got some land bank loans still out, legacy loans at fi- in the 5%, right? Right. Um, whereas if we were looking at that deal today, it would be in the sevens. Uh, right, 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 right. Um, because the appetite of investors is they want to keep ahead of the yield curve, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think it, those, in, those very strong um, borrowers are saying, "Well, why am I paying so much?" You know, uh, there's a, certainly a bit of rate shock there. But the banks are. There is going to be a credit starvation. One of the things that happens when 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 government debt gets expensive. Uh, and when tax has got to be uh, divvied out amongst, uh, you know, the increasing cost of servicing, they want to bring that cost down. Uh, they stop the, the term funding facilities, they stop the repos in the bank, they, they reverse the quantitative easing, yeah. and all of a sudden credit becomes very expensive or starts to dry up. Um, we're expecting there to be a real real tightening in credit for the next year um and you know that's that's going to play to private lenders
0: yeah well uh, I, I guess I, I guess it's interesting because certainly we've seen an increase in our deal flow
1: yeah right as as we have yeah yes. uh
0: in and, and you know we've had we've had a you know a couple of good months so uh, after after you know after a tight tight time through through the sort of covid hmm. uh look i mean we're here at, at Tax Assure. you know they they specialize in tax debt negotiation yep. And uh, and we find them very good. Sometimes uh, you you know you've got someone who's got tax, tax, a tax problem, and they need to raise some capital to uh, maybe fund a turnaround plan that that involves paying some tax debt. And sometimes the assets aren't there to cover, as you know, pay the tax debt exactly. and fund the growth going forward. And so uh, you need these guys to come in and do a bit of tax negotiation for you. We work but,
1: we work with them. I maybe mean, if, if if there's a docker in play and there's and there's assets, then we, we fund out the docker, yep. um, hand it back at the end when it's concluded. So well, well, it well, what
0: what I'm interested to in know is, I mean, we're seeing, we are seeing the tax department. You know, people, uh, There is pressure. There. It's waking up. Yeah, you're seeing the yeah. stats. Yeah. Yeah, so you're seeing that as well. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. The, the, the tax man is coming calling.
0: Yeah. And that's a driver of deals for you?
1: Uh, yes, it is. It yeah. certainly is. And and as I said, you know, particularly when it when it comes from somebody that has had multiple companies and p- some of those companies have suffered during COVID and they've had to shut them down. Yeah. Uh, but that legacy tax debt is still there and they don't want to wipe it out, walk away from it because it affects their ability to continue running the other businesses. So we're seeing a bit of that.
0: Now, I've said, I mean, I'm not, you know, lots of people have said that uh, if there is going to be some sort of distress in the markets, uh we're going to see it in in the bond market right mm-hmm. so here we have uh we have the uh, corporate bonds and you, and the yields are you know they've just well, look how close they were. I yeah. mean
1: this is this is when people don't understand that risk reward basis, right? Yeah. You've got your triple A's in the red, you've got the black in the uh, triple B's. Yeah. So what you can see is the spreads between uh, the strong bonds and the weaker bonds in during the GFC widening, but they've kind of followed along, and now you've got some crazy. Short-term issuances short-term issuance is exceeding you know the bond market mm. is 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 nuts uh, absolutely nuts at the moment you can expect the spreads to increase they're going to
0: have to but, but, but what we're seeing here though is obviously as the yields go up the, the capital values go down and so yeah, so right. bonds are falling in price yeah um now they're not inverse uh, yield curve yeah well they're not exactly collapsing no um but you know there is obviously the th- you know the, the, the you look at what's happening with the uk pension funds where they're leveraged into their investments in 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 gilts yeah in 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 but sovereign debt this is, these are collateralized
1: they generally
0: are collateralized corporate
1: bonds right so they're not just uncollateralized borrowings by companies generally they've got oh. some underlying asset value you reckon yeah well they have to for the AAA, not the b's but um they will they may may, may not be collateralized but even when you see I, i'm not going to mention the bank yeah. issuing bonds previously at six percent return when uh, you know when we we're at 0.10 in in terms of cash rate um and uh, they've got this convertibility into equity without any understanding of what that ratio of convertibility is it's a trash bond issued mm. by one of the big four it's ridiculous and mm. people suck mm. it up
0: well again uh there's you know there's weight of money chasing yield
1: yeah but uh, but,
0: but it's it's creating you know it's 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 creating its own problems uh listen, our last slide is this one. Bank non-performing assets now. We're okay there because we're sitting on large amounts of equity, right? Mm-hmm. And
1: some cash um liquidity through the COVID period. So we're in uh we're in a paradise period. Uh and that is about to invert. Um
0: you would think so. Yeah. But you know, people have been predicting that it's a little bit was it Oscar Wilde? You know, yeah, when, but, uh, well we got a perfect storm.
1: Day. We've got a perfect storm coming, right? So we've we're going to have a credit crunch. It has to. It has to come globally. Um,
0: so, so let's see what happens by Friday. You know, yeah, if, if, if everybody you can, hasn't yeah, got yeah. their house in order. Yeah, that's you know, right. Fancy that. You, you get
1: your house in order. Yeah, you like, get told, okay, by told by the by, by the Bank of England. Yeah, you get yeah. your house in order. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's jolly good. Yeah, and the lunatics have taken over the asylum yeah. there. That's but
0: but if you look it. at this, if we were sitting here, uh, I guess in two thousand and six. Yeah. We would be looking at this chart and we'd be going, uh, look at that, you know, uh, back in the recession we had to have, which was uh, the early 90s, late 80s. Uh, 18% you know, interest
1: rates, All of 5% that. margin. All,
0: yep, yep. You had, uh, you know, non-performing assets were, you know, pushing up to 8%. Yeah, yeah, that is, that massive, is massive, massive. Yeah. massive. Right. And then it, it came crashing down. Uh and then you had this wonderful period, uh, I guess from the late nineties, uh, into two thousand and six. You're sitting here in two thousand six, two thousand and seven, and that graph is bottoming out. Right? Well, that's
1: GFC. You've got that. The well then the, the GFC, GFC, the GFC
0: right? comes along, but even yeah. then it doesn't even hit two percent, right? No. So so it was a quarter of as bad as it was in the recession hmm. we had to have. Now, I I've always said uh the GFC was nothing. Didn't touch the sides.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, what happened was the great, um, the great giveaway I called it by the Labour government, ended up being an inflationary uh, factor in the market, which caused the RBA to lift interest rates uh, for six months. So it was house owners and their mortgages that ended up dampening the market, and that's why you see um, that sort of blip there. Uh, it was. It was. They jumped in too soon with the support package. Then, uh, not during the, not during COVID. I think that was fairly well handled. But we're still. The markets are still a wash with capital. You know, we're the mm. fourth most liquid market in the world. So we domestically can raise funds um, uh, very fairly well, as as the UK can. But yeah. as interest rates go up, it's inevitable you suffer um, uh, mortgage stress, and you will then see. The banks non-performing assets creep up it's just an inevitability and it's part of the credit cycle
0: i guess you know we had uh, dot com bubble i'm just thinking of the little things that might be That was, it was along 1999 the way. Yeah, yeah yeah so uh, and then we had uh, you know so so there's, there's been low interest rates for for a long time looking yeah. at that graph um and we haven't seen anything like what we saw in the late '80s. As I say, like home loans within the fifteen percent. And yeah. I've said before, I was at AGC. Our property development loans at twenty-three percent. Yeah. And if you if you were putting up a block of apartments and not selling those things bloody quick, you're in deep trouble. Yeah, there at 23%. was there was
1: some economic mismanagement yeah. here because at that time interest rates were around about seven in the US and the UK and through uh, Asia. So it was. Fairly isolated. But but i tell
0: you what, though. I mean, I, you know, I was around at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, you know, Paul Keating uh, describing the economy as effervescing. Yeah. He said, you have to understand the economy is effervescing mm. and that's why interest rates were going up, up, up. Mm. Um, and, you know, you could say the economy is effervescing at the moment. You know, we've got record low unemployment. Uh, you know, according uh, to their statistics, yeah, yeah <laughs> the according, according to the that they're calculated, stats, but you've only um, got to have
1: a job for an hour to be classes. But you program. know,
0: you—I was right. I think uh, Jerry Harvey was out the other day saying it's, it's all going great guns for for retail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's uh, the big spend is on, but it's uh, it's it, it, it. These credit cycles are natural.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: And there were, as I say, I, I do expect there to be a credit crunch, but we 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 have. A certain isolation from the rest of the world, in the sense that we've got something that, that, that you know our neighbours in the and Asia want. Our raw materials are are, are always going to sell. Um, and as long as they keep the yuan as, as, as cheap as, as it is, they're going to have plenty to buy. That's on the plus side for us. But uh, China could implode. Uh, we don't know how they can roll on when they've got greater than 300% debt to GDP, and that's just the debt we know about. It's not in the secondary banking market. It is the fear, uh, you know, if China folds, if uh, if 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 the government can can't keep selling land to banks that want to fund people that want to buy it. Then their housing market leads them into the same sort of recession that Japan went into. Then, then we will suffer here as well.
0: Now, what? How are you? We're, we're now in uh, in October. Yeah. Uh, the Christmas decorations are up. Uh, there's there's Christmas there's, music's playing in Manila. There's fruitcake and. Uh, and also, I, think, I think Aldi's having its uh, Christmas deco, um, you know, special buys uh, coming up what do you uh, what do you see uh, running into christmas do you yeah see-
1: I, I think i think people are ready to celebrate the first open christmas and um, they'll be scratching around i think retail will be strong leading into december i really do and i think anybody with a house that doesn't need to sell is not going to the the property market will just sort of stay flat i i think right
0: and um, what what about in your own business
1: yeah well we're very busy you know, generally um leading into this part of the year developers are trying to finish things we see we we actually we're seeing the whole spectrum right so we've got overspend on development looking for mes when we don't we don't do development funding per se at the moment because we feel it's out of cycle but if we've got close to development we will look at mes um, we, we we have residual stock loans because developers can't sell them quick enough ah. and the bank wants out. They want yeah. their development finance back. You're seeing a bit of that? Yeah, we're seeing a bit of that um, and an increasing amount of that. We don't mind residual stock loans. So, yeah. just, just to, to explain
0: us. that for, for those that aren't necessarily in property development. So, uh, you know, the, the block of apartments has gone up mm-hmm. for argument's sake. Uh, some of them have been sold. But some, a lot of them haven't been sold. Yeah. The bank wants its money back. The bank funded the development.
1: The developer must take advantage of buying cheap property somewhere if yeah. he's expecting it to come up. Yeah. So he comes to us for patient money while he sells down slowly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So rather than fire selling the property. That's it. You, and, you, you, uh, yeah. you know, you've, you've
1: got to allow them the patient sales yeah. um, and, and not get nervous when they don't come. Just sit and let them turn.
0: Yeah.
1: We're seeing. But what about you? What are you seeing?
0: Yeah, you know, we've probably seen more inquiry in the last, you know, since July of this Mm. year, we've seen more inquiry, you know, in in some weeks than we'd seen for two years. So since
1: the government stopped funding businesses that should be borrowing, you're getting back into it? Yeah, I
0: think that, uh, well, you know, I mean, everybody knows now the ATO has been sending out thousands of uh, of notices to to businesses saying that... uh, you know, that, that if they don't uh, bring their tax up to date, the debt will personally attach to the directors of the yes. business. And my understanding is that the ATO, rather than the ATO seeking to wind up companies, they're seeking to... Th- that, that threat of your company tax debt attaching to you yeah, personally yeah. is uh, is causing people to have a look and... and yeah, exactly, all of that. Um, and... My understanding is that the banks are having less and less appetite. They they developed a little bit of tolerance for tax debt, It's you know. Yeah. But but my understanding is that tolerance, if you've gone to the bank and you've got some tax debt, that, that, that tolerance just isn't It's there an any. absolute no.
1: Yeah. You know, we're seeing really, really strong borrowers with plenty of equity yeah. not being able to transition or pay out that tax debt. They go to the bank, banks in no way. So they transition through us, pay yeah. the tax debt off, then back to a bank. It's it's crazy. I don't understand. Well, I've
0: got one on my. It landed on my desk yesterday. Uh, it's got been approved conditionally by two banks. Yeah, uh, a major bank and uh, a sort of a, a second tier bank. Um, but they, the, in both cases, uh, the deal came to a grinding halt because of tax debt. And the tax debt, <laughs> they're under arrangement. They've been paying it. Uh, and again, I think that maybe uh, even a year ago. Uh, that might have been tolerated, but uh, and that and that's that's a business that's been around a long time. Its numbers are good. It's buying another business, mm. uh, so it's a it's a business acquisition. The numbers are good there, and um, you know
1: that's. I can I can give you a good reason why the bank's non performing assets are low. Yeah, they've got non performing assets. They're not collecting them. The securitization market has dried up. They do not want the record of selling off people's property. It does not look good in their portfolio. So they'll hang on to it and hang on to it as long as they can. So as long as there is residual equity broadly across their portfolios, people that um, are are non-performing or underperforming are being... Coached. But do
0: they have to report that to APRA?
1: Yeah, of course they do. But uh, you know, as long as they, they they stay within the not the underperforming rather than non-performing, then that's they'll do that. Or they will work out with another lender uh, that will take them off their books to remove it. So, you know, we, we don't like picking up. We won't. We don't do uh, any uh, NCCP lending. So ours yeah. are all business loans. Yeah. That doesn't mean we won't in the future. But right now, you know, you don't take a loan off a bank that's going to cost somebody more. You know, no, we, no, no, we, no, no, we take loans off people that cost, yeah. that, that, are, that are higher interest rate, and happily do it every day of the week. But yeah. you don't play somebody with a higher rate of interest and expect them
0: to perform better. Well, no, I've, yeah, I've got a saying that we want to solve the problem, not become the problem. Yeah, and the other thing exactly is, right. I want to solve the client's problem, not the bank's problem. Yeah, we've so had the banks very happy to get their money back, but it, unless mm-hmm. you're solving the client's problem at the same time. Well,
1: 20 years, we've had four MIPs, which tells right, you right, we work right, right, with right, the clients, right? right. right. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, look, uh, any messages for brokers?
1: Um, Yeah, well, if you're not involved in commercial lending, it's not as difficult as you think, you know, and we'll help coach them along because uh, brokers are probably going to see the residential uh, lending market slow, but the commercial market will stay strong. So um, we we run peer programs with well-established brokers uh, that will help bring them along, but it's certainly something that they should think about doing.
0: Okay, very good. All right. Well, Andy, uh, thank you very much. No, thank you. Nick. Again, and Thanks, mate. uh we'll, we'll we'll do it again. Always I think a uh, maybe every few months we should trot that wheel those numbers out and, and see see how they go. All Absolutely. Right, cheers. Thank you very much to our live listeners and uh, and to those who uh subscribe to our podcast and listen later. Um, take it easy. Cheers.